Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bezes Hashem BPW number one. That's Bias Panimi for the women's section. Share number one. We are going to talk today about a tshuva that's brought down from Ramosha Feinstein's Echetzadikalvarcha pertaining to women and in their role in Yiddishkeit and in Taira. It is a tremendous foundation that every woman needs to know and develop within themselves. It is extremely powerful and it needs to be understood because there's a lot of misconceptions over the years from our culture and from even our Torah culture within and from the culture without what exactly a woman's role is and hashkafa-wise and so on and so forth. And um, we're going to discuss this. I put in a PDF of the tshuva itself that you could use. There's another tshuva that we're going to discuss that I did not put in here that's on Igris Moshe Chelek Tess Simon Gimel that discusses a little bit of this as well. Simon Bays actually uh, pertaining the, to the value of of a, of a Isha in Tyra. And what we're going to discuss is is what he wrote here. This is a tshuva written in the mid seventies when. You know, in the 60s, it really started where you had a big movement, a feminist movement, um, and that sort of got brought into the culture in into Yiddishkeit as well, that not just the reform and not just the, the, the conservative, but even the from Orthodox community of the Jewish community were affected by it and were bothered, frankly, by the fact that the women, you know, you say, Shaloya Sani Isha and the Bracha, and while the women say and it seems like they're excluded from various mitzvahs, and let's, what happens if they want to wear tzitzis, and what happens if they want to uh, be called to the Torah, and so on and so forth, or and all of these things. So he, someone asked in his hashkafa on it. So it's really two parts to it. We have to focus in the Shalom Bayis Shir, our focus is in, on a second point, more than on the first point of the tshuva. But we will go through the first point of the tshuva, uh, but more briefly, and that will do mostly outside. In the first part of the tshuva, he talks about the fact that Torah is not changeable, whether the written Torah, whether the oral Torah, all given by God himself, by Harsinai, through Moshe Rabbeinu, and you cannot change it. He says, Afila kites echad, not even for, uh, like a, a, a drop, not to be more stringent or lenient, and that is it. The Torah has Ashkaf on certain things, and when the Torah exempts women from some positive commandments that are connected to time, and some that the Rabbanan would not of them either, that there's a reason behind it. Whether we understand the reason or not, first of all, God understands the reason. He's the one who gave us the Torah. He knows the psychology of what men are and what women are and what this, their souls are made out of and comprised of and the holiness of their souls and what they really need in this world. He knows. He's the nice in Atayra. And whether we understand it or not, he knows the true reasons of why this is the way it is. And we have to have a Muna that that's the case. And then he says there are, there are reasons that are actually understood by us. So, for example, um, he brings down that God did create in the nature of every human being different and that the females in general, this applies even in the animal world, that they care for their children in a, in a special, unique way that the males do not. 
And that applies to human beings, certainly. And they, the women, have this special instinct, this special feel, this special um, nature to care for children beyond what men are capable of. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it easier for them and removed from them various obligations such as Limera Teira, such as Kriyashma, other things that um, that that they um, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu removed it, and he said that that the women that just want to, so it depends why they want to change this. If they want to change this because they believe the Torah is wrong, then he he's pretty harsh with that. Basically, that you're pretty much a kaifer if you deny what the Torah is saying on 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 what things are supposed to be, and you're saying it's supposed to be different, it's, 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 you know, he's very strong about that, if that's why you're fighting for, you know, against this notion. However, though, he does say that if the motivation is because a woman feels they want to be Mekayim all the mitzvahs, even the ones that they are not chayavin, they want to add to their shleimus, so then it's perfectly fine, Ramesha says. For example, Again, we paskin like um, Taisvis, which is the Ashkenazim. I'm talking about the Ashkenazim paskin, that you do make brachas. Women make brachas on mitzvahs that are technically not mechayavon. They they make mitzvahs. They, for example, the, um, when it comes to lulav, they shake the lulav. They make the bracha on the tilas lulav, and so on. They could say uh, the berachas atayra and so on and so forth. Um, he talks about tzitzis. Also, technically, they could wear tzitzis. The, the begot can't be a begot like a man's begot. He goes through that. Tefillin is an exception. Whatever, he goes through these things. That's not the main nakuda of what uh, this shear is about. But basically, he says, in a nutshell, that for the, as a general rule, if she has a cheshek to be makayim mitzvahs that are zaman grama, that she's technically putter, even if she's not exempt, if her purpose is not because she's complaining on Hashem or on the Torah at all, if you that that Ashkafa is problematic. But if you're if the woman's Ashkafa is forget about that. I believe Torah is Torah's MS. And I believe, okay, Hashem made me putter, but I wanna have more and do more, then of course Kalakavod, it could be done and then it's a beautiful thing. Of course it can't compromise on the Shalom Bayes aspect or on taking care of the husband. So that's on the halachic standpoint which we're not going to spend that much time on, but that's the first and the big bulk of the of the shir, of the tshuva that he says. But what I really want to focus and zoom in on is in the PDF file, page pe aleph, the last paragraph where it says the word v'shenis. And this paragraph is something that is worthwhile for you women to review again and again and again to really integrate into your soul, to understand this in the in the most tangible way till you actually feel it. V'sheinis, secondly, Tzarech Ladas, you need to know, ki ein ze v'shvil she'noshem pechusais b'madrega sagdusha ma'anoshem. All of this that I just said before, about the exemptions of women from mitzvahs and some things that they shouldn't do in mitzvahs, like tefillin and other types of things or whatever he said in the previous paragraph, it's not because women are on a lower level of kedusha than men are. The ha-kedusha shavais la-nashim, pertaining the kedusha of 
the holiness of the soul and as being part of Klai Yisrael, they are equal to men. Now, Koyhanim, Levinim, Yisraelim, that's a different story. A Koyin intrinsically has more Kedusha than a Levi does. A Levi has more Kedusha than a Yisrael does. But when the men have more mitzvahs than women, that's not because they have more Kedusha than women do. To women, it was also said all these psukim that the Torah says about Kedusha, of being a holy nation, as we were preparing for Matan Torah and before and after. In the beginning, when we were Makabal Torah, look at the psukim in Parshas Yisrael. It says, You should be like me as a treasure. You should be like me as a treasure, only men? No, men and women equally. The Yisem Li Segula, you are my treasure. Vatantili Goy Kodesh, you will be a holy nation. Just men? No, women, he said it as well. Shenema Leves Yaakov, Eluhan Noshim. Vistagad Levene Yisol, Eluhan Noshim. It says in the Pasik, Kaisayma Leves Yaakov, Vistagad Levene Yisol. Beis Yaakov refers to the women. That's the Beis Yaakov schools is based on this concept that the Chazal say Beis Yaakov means the women and Beis Yisrael is the men. Bein Anshe Kodesh Tinli Sheba Mishpatim says you should be holy people even though the word Anshe some say that it's technically men it's not it's men and women. The Yisem Kedoshim the Shmini you should be holy men and women. Kedoshim Tiu the Yisem Kedoshim Shabbash Kedoshim Kiam Kodesh At Hashem Pashas Re'eh all the places where the Torah discusses. Kedusha in Klai Yisrael is meant for men and women equally. Every time the Torah stresses that you should be holy applies to men and women equally. Women too, when they make brachas, that they're put around the way we pass in Ashkenazim, we say he sanctified us with his mitzvahs. Kamayanosha, they say it like just like the men say it. Af alha mitzvah even on the mitzvahs that they technically the women are exempt on. Rakshukula Hashem had his reasons why he wanted to make it easier for women in this instance to exempt them from various positive mitzvahs connected with time. Hashem wanted to do that. But when Hashem wanted to decrease those mitzvahs, it's to make their load and burden in life lighter. It's not like the liberals say, it's to put, it's a, to put a, a woman down, or that you're less qualified, or you're not worthy. This, by the way, please underline and repeat it again and again, and, and I would tell the women also to, to, to just listen to this. Because some say, Aina, okay, that's only the man's chiyav, Aina. The, 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 woman, the husband has a chiyav of supporting with food, and then um, clothing, and then the physical relation, right? And the women don't have that chiyav oina for the husband. But on the other hand, the chazal were mechayev, the women, similar type of things in many different ways. Brought down in different ways. But the bottom line is, after everything is said and done, ha the chiyav of honor, 
of respect, al ishle ishtay for the man to the woman to his wife, vali ishle balo for the woman to the bala is beli shum chilek. There's no difference. It's an equal obligation. And many women were Nevi'os. They were actually prophets. The Yeshlem called Dine Navi They have whatever din there is by the man Navi, that if you're over on his word, Yechayev, and all these dinim that's brought down by Navi apply to the women Nevi'im equally. And you will find through the words of the Chazal that very often the women were praised more than the men. There is absolutely no degrading whatsoever of their grama. The fact that they're exempt from limitatayra or from certain mitzvahs that are connected to time is not as a negative. There's no reason to be upset about it because it was the Ratzon Hashem to lighten the load, not to take away anything intrinsically from the Kedusha. So that is a, such an important thing to know. And by the way, it doesn't make a difference what culture you women are in, from the all the way the ultra-ultra-ultra-orthodox ultra, to the all the way modern orthodox. This concept of this paragraph that Ramayushida just said is a universal MS that applies all generations, all cultures, period. And if you're told or, that it's different, it is not different. Now, what we're not going to dis- uh, what I did not post in the PDF, but I'm going to quote here. He goes through um, also he you know the difference between a isha, a woman in her chiyav mitzvahs, and an eved kanani. There's a din that an eved that's purchased as a slave, a kanani, has the same mitzvahs like a woman has. That he is also putter from the mitzvahs I say that are connected with time. So you would think that there's no difference between a woman and an Evet. They have the same Kedusha. In the Chi of Mitzvahs, they're very much, pretty much the same, except for Mila, obviously, for, male, for the male Evet Kanani. But other than that, it's, it's the same. But what the Ramosha says in this Tshuva, it's in Chelek Tes, Arachayim, Simen Beis, and in the section Gimel there, that there's a tremendous difference between a Isha and an Evet Kanani pertaining to holiness. The woman, and he says again the similar concept that he said in this tshuva that the woman has all of the kedusha that a man has, mitzvah the kedusha of mitzvahs. She is shaykh to all mitzvahs. You know, she has a shaykhist to tzitzis, to tefillin, to sukkah, to lulav, even though that the word is shaykhist to mitzvahs. The women, so the Torah took away the obligation from the woman. But im mitzvah. But if she does it, there's a kiyama mitzvah. We paskin in Ashkenazic world that you can make a bracha, like the Rabbeinu Tam says. While the Evet Kanani does not have a kedusha Yisrael, it's a lower level kedusha than a Yisrael. Has no shaykes to those mitzvahs. So it's fascinating. So, for example, uh, the, the 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 lulav and the the lulav or the shayfer, all those in Yonim that the women are exempt for by a by 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 a Eved, that they're exempt, means that they're exempt, that they have no connection at all to the Lulav and Shaifer. It means nothing to them. They're not, they cannot relate to that Kedusha. That's by the Eved. By the woman, she has an intrinsic connection, even though she's exempt. She has a connection to the Sukkah, to the Shaifer, to the Lulav, 
to the to the limerat Torah and to everything she's exempt on. She has a panemius the kakesha to all of those mitzvahs. It's just that on a practical level, the Torah took away that chiyav from them, and that's why we make a bracha. Number one, shaloyasani goy, right? And then we say a second bracha, shaloyasani oved, that oved uh, has more kedusha, but it's but it's still a lower kedusha than a, a woman because a woman in Klai Yisrael and a man in Klai Yisrael have equal level of kedusha. This is very very clear in Ramayshas Shuva. I will add a point, and I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, firsthand this story, but it's an interesting thing. Roshleim Zalman Urbach, they asked him a Shaila, it was pertaining to Erev, one of these Shabbos Erevs where there was a big machlaikis, and some hold you could carry, and some hold you can't carry, and you pass on Allah, whichever way you pass on, you ask your Paisik, your Rav, your, the Godel who tells you what to do. But some asked him, you know, pertaining to Erev in the neighborhood, they asked Roshleim Zalman, no, 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 I want to ask you, my, myself, the man came over to him, myself, I don't, I don't, hold of the Erev. I, I, do, I, do, I, I don't hold of the Erev or whatever it is. So I'm not going to carry in the Erev. But for my wife, I, sh- I could carry in the Erev. I want, I want her to be able to. She's just the, the Isha, so she could, she, she could carry. My kids could carry. I, just me, I can't carry. Shlomo Zalman, from what I understand, got upset. And he said like this, a man makes a bracha shloyasani Isha. Uh, isha makes a bracha keshasani kertzaini. The other brachas are different, yes. But they both together make the bracha shaloyasani goy. That's what he answered him. So Mamanavshach, if the point to the if you hold the air of his usr, it's usr to all. If you hold its mutter, it's mutter to, to all. This notion that you're going to have you as the man keep the higher level of not of 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 not carrying in the air of if, if you hold that way and then the woman not makes absolutely no sense, and it breaks the whole breakdown of the mishpach in a halachic manner, and for the children to have different different um, priorities for each one kalechad, that's not the way you do it. You pass on the halacha, whatever the halacha is, and how you get, ever you get your psak or your minig or whatever it is, you follow it, men and women, equally. So you see from Ramesh's tshuva, a fascinating idea, that you cannot change the Torah, not even a mashu. The Torah took away these from a woman, it was for a reason, and whether we understand the reason or not, the potter. And it's clear, the bottom line is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the Bayre Oilam that created us, all of us, he created the men, and he created the women, and he created it in a way that Hashem wanted a marriage between a Zohar and a Keva, in this aspect, and clearly, clearly, he basically whether we understand the reasons or not, part of it requires a muna, part of it not, is that each soul is a different type of soul. We're going to talk about that a different time, where actually the big tzaddikim, you know, that they watched their eyes and they were very careful. This I heard once from a big tzaddik that actually said this, that there were certain tzaddikim that they worked on their eyes and their kedusha so much that when they they knew they knew that uh, when they saw a woman they didn't really see the woman they saw the sh- shame hey of the shame of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. as we know yud kevav k the yud represents the the when it says the yud represents the man and the hey represents the woman and together the shechina is dwells between them that's the yud k it's literal too 
Now, we don't understand exactly how that works, but we have to be maimen. And this is brought down in Parshish Pinchas, by the way, where it, you know, if you look at the families, it says ha-chanoichi and ha-palui, whatever, it goes through various mishmachas and klai Yisrael, starting off with the hay and ending with the yud, which is a separate tire why the hay is first, shows how the woman is really the base of the mishmacha there. But the bottom line is, is every woman has within them the ois, uh, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name of Yud Kevavke, the hay, whether it's the last hay or the or the or the or the second hay, Yud Kevavke, there are two hays. It's both hays actually, which we're going to discuss a different time. Bez Hashem, what each one means and what the role of a woman is, how they access the higher hay, which is the second letter, and the lower hay, which is the fourth letter, and the men, the male aspects of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name is the Yud, which is the first letter, and Vav, which is the third letter. So the Yud Vav is the masculine icy ice, and the He and the He is the feminine icy ice. So Bezaz Hashem, down the road, we're going to talk about it not on a very, you know, anything we talk about that, even if we talk Kabbalistic or esoteric, Beli Neder, we're going to try to bring down in a very tangible way of how to practically apply that to our own lives. So when I say here, which is just touched upon now, that every woman has the shame of HaKadosh Baruch Hu within them, the hey and the hey of the Yud Kevav Ke, and then when they connect to their husbands properly, the famous thing is the Yud and the hey. the Yud of the man connects with the hey of the woman, that's the Yud Ke, and most of the Chazals that say where the Shechina is between the both of them is going on the Yud Ke, but the truth, truth is also on the second two letters, the Vav Ke, the Vav is the masculine, the husband. He has that Vav within him. And the He is the, what the woman has within him. And Yamashlam, the whole Shem And that's the whole purpose. Just bringing it down here to realize that HaKadosh Baruch's design is the Chibur of everything as one unified whole. And Hashem made clearly that the man's role and the women's role are different in the Etzim Neshama and their functionality as well. Another thing I will add, and I'm going to end off over here, that he mentions as on a side in this tshuva, but he brings it down, that basically it's clear that the teva of women are they're more misugal for the nurturing of children. And what all you women need to understand and know, and in our generations all mixed up, but the truth be told is that there are men there's certain masculine qualities and there's certain feminine qualities. And you have men that are more rougher and more intellectual and they're clearly what we know as stereotypical masculine traits. But then you have men that are more softer, mild-mannered, that seem to have more feminine traits. Then you have the other way around too. They have women that are fit the prototype of a nurturing mother, the warmth and the... The, the the nurturing and the emotions and so on. But then you have other women that are wired somewhat differently, that they have a more analytical mind, more logical mind, and they're less emotional. But what all you women need to know that even if you are of that type, even if you're the type of woman that is not the typical, you were the quote-unquote tomboy as you were growing up, or more of a intellectual and or more, um, you know, seem man qualities and certain toughness or discipline or whatever it is, not what the stereotypical um, 
personality of a woman is, you need to know that however you want to say it and however you want to cut it, your soul is designed to be a nurturer. You could be a wonderful mother and a wonderful wife, even if you have those um, um, you know, natural tendencies towards being more logical versus more emotional or being um you know less you know more more detached by nature than engaged by nature you still have that nurturer aspect within you for some they need to become more natural some it's less natural but halila to think that a woman any woman is incapable of being a wonderful mother or a wonderful wife and the other way around for the men also they need to know this as well some men are actually ashamed of the fact that they don't have that masculine, quote-unquote, nature of whether it's stereotypical or whether it's true, whether they're, they're more softer by nature and it doesn't fit into the societal aspects of what it was, what it was for centuries, say in our own cultures and say even in the non-Jewish cultures until recently. And what is important to know is that those tchunas are there and when it talks about it in Chazal, and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu made you, he made you that way. With some people, they need to just learn how to develop it and how to integrate it. And in no way that crushes their true identity of who they are. So when a, a, a mother, it does, they don't feel natural being a, a warm, nurturing mother. It makes no difference. They have the ability to do so with practice and with skill, and it becomes part of them, and they don't have to change their intrinsic nature. They need to use their nature to develop in the best possible way, but they don't have to change their intrinsic nature. So in the last 10 minutes, we went a little off-topic discussing different things. The main part of the shir was Ramesh's perspective on how the Kedusha is equal uh, for both men and women. It's Kedai to review this and to really integrate it in your hearts. Hatzlocha and bracha.